Oh man, that was uh, fantastic. Thank you kids, that was amazing. So good. I heard there's cookies in the back, so if you wanted to get cookies, that would not bother me one bit, but if you wanted to wait, that's okay too. So it's up to you. I'll leave that in your hands, in your parents' hands. Uh, That won't bother me at all because I want to talk to your parents, but also I want to talk to you guys because you guys are so important to me and and, and to this church. And so we want to pray for you and care for you as well. And so I want to pray for us and then we'll get uh, started. We'll just continue, I guess, not get started. We've already started. I'm Jared, by the way. I'm the pastor here at at Shore Church, and uh, it's so great to have you. And if you guests, and if you've been dragged here uh, along with family members, so great to have you. Thank you for joining us. And and if you're a grandfather or a grandma or or a parent or whatever of one of these kids, so great, wasn't it? So good to see your kids. I remember video camera and my kids, and I always wanted to do something funny. And uh, we got some good humor uh, in there. So let me pray for us, and then uh, we'll continue on. Uh, Jesus, we thank you so much. We thank you that uh, you are Lord and Savior. We thank you that we can celebrate you through action and through story uh, because your story has taken place. This is a historical event and and we now look upon that uh, event now and want to learn more about what took place. And so, Jesus, would you open our hearts to that truth? Would you open our hearts to uh, more of you as we celebrate uh, this Christmas season and this Advent season? Uh, by your grace and in, in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> well, I have a couple announcements really quickly. The first is, uh, before I get going here, before, the first is on Sunday, so two days from now, on the Boxing Day, we are actually not going to gather as a church, so you, we want to encourage you uh, to read through the story of Christ as a family. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, not COVID, it's just a little tickle in my throat. <clears> throat. I was sucking on way too many lozenges. I always suck on lozenges before I preach, and now it's all phlegmy. Um, <clears throat> And so, uh, yeah, we're not meeting on Christmas, so uh, we want to encourage you to meet and gather as a family and uh, celebrate one another and also just really focus on the story that you just saw uh, so beautifully played by the kids and uh, remember that this is the season why we celebrate. Uh, Secondly, for those who call the Shore Church their home, we will be accepting your tithes and offerings up until December 31st for this tax year and then as we continue on into 2022. And we just want to thank you so much for your faithful uh, giving. Well, I want to jump back into a text that we've already talked about this Advent season. We actually talked about Jordan, uh, King Herod, actually, who was singing as well. It's amazing, amazing, talented man right there, singing and then playing King Herod. <clears throat> well, he, he uh, preached on this text actually on peace, on the, on the candle of peace on week number two. And so I wanted to actually jump back into that text. Uh, the kids actually proclaimed the very last words are the text I want to uh, be uh, preaching to you and sharing with us uh, for this evening. And just kind of pull out some reminders, uh, pull out some questions, and actually some application that we can take home with us today before we get full of cookies and treats and whatever else you're going to go and do afterwards. So let me read the passage. It's actually Luke 2, 8 through 14. It's going to be on the screen for us. And so please, you can just follow along. So this is the word of the Lord. There were shepherds out in the field. New kids, remember this? There were shepherds out in the field, all right, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. Some of you were angels. Appeared to them. 
And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And that's the verse I want to hit. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. It's an interesting line, isn't it? Like it's one that maybe should spark a question within us, and that's the question I want to cover this, this evening, is if peace is granted to those God is pleased with, it ought to ask us, we ought to ask the question, well then how do you please God? How do you please God? And that's a big question. So let me pray again for us, and then we'll contemplate that as we, as we, over the next couple minutes. Jesus, I thank you so much for this text. I thank you for these kids that played it out so well. And I thank you for us as adults that uh, we will not get complacent uh, uh, in this Advent season of this story that we've maybe heard before, but that we would ask some questions and that we will take some application, uh, myself included, Lord. And so I pray that you'll change my heart and the hearts of those in this room uh, for your name's sake and your glory. In your name we pray, amen. Well, has Christmas become a time when you have forgotten the reason for the season? Has Christmas become that? Maybe for you? I don't don't know. I've looked on the internet many times over this last week and tried to pull up, like, what is Christmas? What is the greatest thing in Christmas? And, And on the World Wide Web, you would find article after article after article, things like food is the best thing of Christmas, or music is the best thing, or family and friends is the best thing. And actually, the articles that I read, there's no mention of Jesus at all, like zero. And so have we forgotten why Christmas? Has Christmas become the reason for celebration, like maybe another party, like a Christmas party? Just because it's Christmas, we get to have a party. Has Christmas become another stat holiday weekend in which you get some extra days off, time away from school, or maybe a bonus from work? Has Christmas become a time of sorrow and loss, the remembrance of loved ones that are no longer with us? Has Christmas become a time of loneliness and isolation? Has Christmas become a weird birthday celebration of sorts where everybody gets a gift, not just one kid, right? Everybody gets a gift, and we all open presents, but we're so focused inwardly on what we're getting, we're forgetting actually that we actually gave other people gifts as well, and we're actually celebrating the greatest gift of all time. See, our text for today starts with, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. See, times have changed from walking around the hills guiding sheep. Or have they? Have they changed? Like, don't we now in 2021, almost 22, still move around from city to city to get that perfect pasture, to get that perfect house? to get that perfect job? Don't we move city to city to get the job? Aren't we more like the shepherds than we might think? Looking for that perfect retirement home by the lake or by the, on the mountainside. Looking for that greater pasture. 
See, like the shepherds in this story, we move on and maybe have forgotten what we are actually here for, why we are living, what purpose we have as humans on this planet. Is it just another day, just another weekend, just another job? See, the message to these shepherds 2,000 years ago changed them forever. It changed them forever. Like, think of these shepherds for a moment. Like, think of what took place. Like, the kids played it out beautifully here. An angel literally shows up while you're guarding your sheep. You're, you're settling in for the night, thinking about possibly your wife and kids at home. Probably, maybe, where am I going to go with these sheep tomorrow morning? How am I going to keep them safe? And then all of a sudden, an angel shows up, and a light covers the sky. Like, I would guess in that moment, if you had any doubts or, or fears of, or wonder about if God was real or not, those would be gone instantly. Like, I wonder if today we aren't more like the shepherds than we would like to think. But like these shepherds, we have to do something with Jesus, don't we? Like, these shepherds were told a story that there was a baby born in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And we too, because that was a historical story that we celebrate to this day, 2,000 years ago, that happened. And there's too much evidence, right? There's too many things that went down. We saw a lot of different people on this stage. King Herod, wise men, shepherds, Joseph, Mary. Too many people for this to be some kind of conspiracy. So I started with a question. If peace is granted to those God is pleased with, how do we please God? Well, the beauty is the Bible gives us all kinds of reasons how to please God and how, how to do it. And the first is, and I'm only going to give you three for today. The first is faith. Faith. See, the story of the shepherds actually answers this question for us in part. You see, the shepherds heard and received the message the angel proclaimed to them in sight and in faith. In sight and in faith. See, these shepherds may have been uh, on that night reflecting on the coming king. They've may, maybe reflecting on how they're going to keep the sheep safe and maybe their wife and kids, but also maybe the coming king, right? Because they didn't have Netflix or Disney Plus or Crave TV or YouTube. So what did they do? They most likely talked about prophecies that happened earlier and the stories that were passed down from generation to generation. Like Abraham and Moses' covenants to the people. And Isaiah's prophecy that 500 years earlier prophesied that there was going to be a Savior that came in a manger in Bethlehem. Hey, we're by Bethlehem. Wonder if that Savior is going to come soon. They're maybe talking about these things. And then they're affirmed in their faith through the message of the angels. See, the Bible is very clear when it comes to how one can please God, and one can please God by your faith. See, it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. Like, look at that. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And then look at what the, the qualifiers are here in the next couple lines. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. Okay, have you ever received a present, like like enormous present that you could, there's no way you could pay back? 
Like, I've received one of those, and, I, and like, I remember, Jerry, you would know which one I'm talking about. We were standing in our kitchen, and someone came in with this huge envelope and hands it to us, and we open it up, and we just start bawling. It was something, there's no possible way we could have paid this gift back. Impossible. It was a one-sided Christmas gift. Like, there's no way we could pay this back. Have you ever received something like that? This is speaking of that. This text, Hebrews 11.6, is talking about that one-sided Christmas gift. God is saying, I'm going to give you eternal life. Believe in me and believe that I'm going to show you and reward you. That's a one-sided gift. See, friends, do we believe? Do you believe that Jesus is your hope? Like your eternal hope, that he came to reconcile us with God, that he is our salvation, that he came to die for our sin and pay the penalty that we deserve. Because it says that over and over and over in Scripture. Do you believe that Jesus is your hope? Do you believe that Jesus is your peace, that he has reconciled you and God? There is no more animosity between you and God. There is pure, unadulterated righteousness and love and justification, and you fill in the blank. It is beautiful relationship because Jesus came and entered into that, paying the penalty for us, and then giving us all of his righteousness so that we can have eternal peace. Do you believe that Jesus is your joy? that no joy on this earth can satisfy you. You can try all you want. It will never satisfy you. But Jesus will. Do you believe that Jesus is your eternal love, that love never ends? We touched on that last Sunday. See, without faith in God, it is impossible to please him. The second thing that uh, the Bible talks of, these shepherds not only believed by way of faith, they also worship. They also worship. This too, this too is our call. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28, it says, Therefore, let us, knowing that this amazing one-sided gift is ours, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It can't be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable or pleasing worship with reverence and awe. See, the angels cannot help but worship God. They can't help it. Like, they're with God 24-7, and they continue to worship him 24-7. So we're not only like the shepherds in this story, but at times, friends, at times we're like the angels. So we're like the shepherds, but in times we're like the angels. You see, the angels have seen the plans of God. They're witnesses of God's work. They've heard about the stories of God, and they worship him. We're no different. We've heard the plans of God. We've read the plans of God or, or listened to them. And we know what he is up to. And I guess the question asked is, are we worshiping? Like we're called to the same thing the angels were called to, to be messengers. Messengers of what we've heard and understood and believed and and we're called to go out and make disciples of all nations, telling them about this amazing story that we just witnessed these kids proclaim. 
And we, call, we too are called to proclaim this amazing message. See, I know my personal story, like no one can, no one can f- convince me otherwise of my story because it's my story. I know how God has changed me. And I can proclaim that loud and clear and you cannot convince me, you cannot tell me that is not true because it's my story. You see, when you know that you know that you know, you become a worshiper. See, God has changed me from the inside out to become a proclaimer of his good news, to be a worshiper, to have faith in him and to worship him. And I'm not the same I used to be. I was not like this 10 years ago. And I hope to pray that I'm not going to be the same as I am now 10 years from now. God is constantly changing us and he's constantly morphing us because he's not satisfied with where you are because in 2 Corinthians 3.18 it says that he's morphing you from one degree of holiness to the next, constantly sanctifying you to become more like him. And this is part of the gift, the one-sided gift. See, I know this Bible and the stories it proclaims are real without a shadow of doubt within me. And when you know, like these angels know, it leads you to unashamed worship, reverence, and awe. And the angst in your bones that you just have to share the message. Like Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our joy, and Jesus is our love. And if you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, your life will be marked by worship. And like I said, the question begs, begs the question is, are you marked with worship? Have you guys seen the movie Elf? Some of you guys? Raise your hands. All right. Elf, classic Christmas movie. Christmas movie in the sense of this world, right? Because there's no mention of Jesus, I don't think, once. Uh, the yellow ones do not stop, though. So you got to be careful. If you're an elf watcher, you should know that reference, right? He gets hit by a taxi. All right. <clears throat> so this story in Elf, uh, I watched this this season already. It's a great, funny movie. It has nothing to do with Jesus, but it's just a funny movie. But in this story, it's actually really interesting because in the end of the story, they begin to sing because, you know, in man's, in man's version... So when man make up stories, you need to see this. This is really interesting. When man make up stories, they believe and they, they are the end result. Like they are the, the, the crux of the story. When man makes his story up, they become essentially God. Let me prove it to you. Christmas, Santa Claus, made up story. Sorry, kids. Made up story. All right? When we stop believing in Christmas, in Santa, Right? What happens to Santa? Every single Christmas story is out there. He begins to fade away. Same thing in Elf, the movie Elf. When you stop believing in Christmas, his sleigh stops to fly, right? His power is diminished. So who's the power one? We are. We hold the power. Why? Because it's a man-made story. See, the difference between a man-made story and the Bible, we don't hold the power. We've got nothing Even if we say we don't believe in God, that doesn't diminish God's power. You will one day have to stand before him, it says in Philippians 2, and you one day, I promise you this, and I hope this memory comes to you, and I hope it doesn't come in this way, but one day you will kneel before him. 
And you have to account for every single action you've done. And I hope we've dealt with that before we get to that point. But one day that will happen, I can guarantee it. See, in the movie Elf, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing for all to hear. Right? You know what? Why don't we just watch the clip? Does that sound good? I think I got the clip. sing, apparently Santa's sleigh gets more power, right? Let's tie this back to Jesus. Yeah. See, like that little boy asks his dad, are you singing? Are you singing? Do you really believe, dad, in what you're worshiping? I love having the kids in the gathering because they get to watch dad and mom sing. They get to watch dad and mom read their Bibles. They get to watch dad and mom take notes and listen into the sermon and fellowship with one another and have community with one another. I love for the kids to watch that. Are you faking it? The question of our text is how do we please God? We please God by our faith. You believe in him. You believe that he will reward you. You worship him with all of your heart, mind, strength, and soul. And thirdly, you walk in obedience. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable, what is pleasing and perfect. See, with faith, worship, and obedience, they all have a starting point, right? Like you cannot have faith without a starting point. You cannot have obedience or worship without a starting point. The starting point has to be a capital T, full caps, truth, which is God. If you have anything else in that place, anything else, you will fall into some folly. And you'll, you'll realize at one point in time that thing that you have had faith in will fall short. Some of us put faith in a car. Doesn't work all the time, does it? Or faith in the weather, or faith in, in your mom or your dad, or faith in your friends, or faith in your school, or faith in whatever it might be. 
you will eventually fall short because it's not God. It's not a capital T, all caps, truth. And so faith needs to be start from God. Obe- or worship needs to start from God. It's your starting point. Obedience needs to also start from truth. And so there are many things, like I said, that fade for us humans, and often they fade because we have either based our convictions on someone else's truth, and now we've fallen short, or a starting point that wasn't actually truth. It didn't have the shoulders to hold up your expectations. See, there is a time we all have to ask questions like, why do I believe about, what do I believe about Jesus? Why do I believe in Jesus? Do I want to walk in obedience to Jesus? Like if this truth is not of God, the only other starting point is man-made. And like I said about Christmas stories or whatever stories, if they're man-made, the focus is you. You become God of the story. You become the PowerPoint, right? And if you start there, it will fade and it will end devastatingly. But if you put God as the full truth, that you rely on, that he is the strength, he is the power, he is the hope, he is the peace, he is the joy, he is the love, it's eternal. You see, the Bible tells us, and I read this last week on Sunday, for God so loved the world, for God loved the world in this way, that he gave us a son. He gave his son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You see, this story happened 2,000 years ago, and there's too many witnesses of it to disagree with it. There's too many proofs of it. So we have to do something with this little baby lying in a manger in swaddling clothes. This is the most lopsided Christmas gift you will ever receive. Is this your truth? Is this your starting point? If your truth is anything other than Jesus, it will eventually fade and you will be forced to adjust your worldview all over again. But if your worldview is set on Jesus, then you will have lasting hope, you'll have lasting peace, you'll have lasting joy, and you'll have lasting love. You know what Jesus said 30 years after? He's grown up to be a man. 30 years later, he said in John 14, 6, I'm the way, I am the truth, and I'm the life. Anyone that comes through me, anyone that comes through me, oh, sorry, I'm messing this one up. I'm the Father, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except through the Father. No, no one comes to the Father except through me. We'll edit that. How will we do that? (laughs) Let's rewind. That's good. The question we started with is how do we please God? We can please God this Christmas by our faith. We can please God by our worship. And we can please God by our obedience. Hold to those truths, friends. Let me pray for us. Uh, Jesus, I thank you so much for this evening. I thank you that uh, you held off the weather so we can gather here uh, safely. I thank you for these kids that, that they did such a great job worshiping you by, through action and through song and through through times of uh, fellowship, even just practicing. I thank you uh, for each one of their hearts, Lord. I I just pray that you'll affect change in them, that you'll help them understand you 
that they will surrender to you at an early age and, and be your followers, be your conduits of grace to others, that they will be proclaimers of your message one day um, to their friends, to their family, to their loved ones. And I pray for us as this Christmas season, as we close off this Advent season, Lord, of, of hope and peace and joy and love, and now you, Christ. Uh, may we worship you with, all, with reckless abandon. May we put our faith completely in you, and, and may we now walk in you in obedience. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.